0: Packaging 360 is happy to announce a new podcast, Packaging Talks. Packaging Talks will offer insights on technical, financial, and industrial aspects of the packaging ecosystem. Tune in with me, Aditya Chandavarkar, and Dr. Ranga Prasad, to interesting conversations with leaders from successful and upcoming companies, experts, and thought leaders in the packaging domain. For our inaugural episode, we are privileged to have Dr. Prasad Moda on board, who shares his insights on the sustainability roadmap for the packaging industry. Dr. Prasad Modak is the Executive President, Environmental Management Centre LLP, Director, eConnect Knowledge Foundation, and Ex Professor IIT Bombay. He has worked with almost all UN multilateral and bilateral developmental institutions and intergovernmental organizations in the world. Along with the Government of India and various state governments, his advice is sought by governments of Bangladesh, Egypt, Indonesia, Mauritius, Thailand, and Vietnam.
1: Welcome, Dr. Modak, to this inaugural edition of uh, the Packaging 360 podcast. Great to, really great to have you here.
2: Thank you very much, doctor. It's my great pleasure to be with you today.
3: Dr. Modak, it's a great pleasure having you this session in our first series of podcasts uh, in which we intend to share uh, insights from uh, veterans and also experts in the packaging and uh, allied domains. Uh, The industry recognizes you as uh, one of the leading practitioners of sustainability and circular economy principles. Uh, But as uh, all of us are aware, the the year that has gone by, 2020, has been a very difficult and a challenging year. So in these times, uh, what have been your learnings and what are your thoughts on how uh, the concept of sustainability and circular economy has shaped up? Uh, has it retained the same kind of momentum or uh, you think there has been some shift in the way uh, single-use plastics have come back and has slightly skewed or altered the definition of sustainable, uh, sustainability and circular economy uh, principles?
2: Right. So, Doctor, if you look at this last one year uh, that we got hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I would say there are three interesting things which have happened. First is that uh, there has been a very significant rise in the production of medical plastics. And I'm stretching it uh, even to the personal protective equipment like uh, we use, like masks, for example, where millions of masks had to be produced. And uh, obviously, because of their short life, that led to a very significant increase in the management of the biomedical waste. And under that caption, uh, there has been, therefore, a challenge on the biomedical waste infrastructure. The very need to produce medical plastics has also led to very significant hike in the generation of greenhouse gas emissions, and that is also one of the concerns. The second thing is that the whole behavioural change in which we, in that constrained period, that when we were under lockdown, the demand on uh, you know receiving materials. Through e commerce increased, and that meant then a steep increase in the packaging. And one would then, therefore, generate at a per person level far more quantities of packaging waste. And as you know, that much of the packaging material used uh, constitutes plastic, approximately around 40%. And you can imagine that this sector on the packaging and packaging related waste itself is leading to a big increase in the management challenge of uh, plastic when the packaging materials are uh, you know consumed and then to be, to be managed safely. So that I would call as another second major change, uh, which has been brought in, in the COVID times. And a third new dimension, which is getting explicitly added to sustainability, is safety. So while we look at the functional needs of the packaging, which has to be met in any case, and then we look at sustainability, but the additional additionality which has now come is that how do we bring in the dimension of safety, especially when you talk about COVID-19 on the surfaces. So in that sense, uh, circularity and sustainability equations are changing. The safety perspective has come in importance of sustainable packaging itself has been reinforced and you know contrary to the belief that people will still move uh, consuming these uh, you know single use plastic opinion surveys which have been recently done in the UK and in the United States have shown that uh, there has not been much shift people are still looking forward to how do we come up with alternatives to sups and uh, sustainability is not also being looked at as something which can be compromised so i would say you know the situation because of covid 19 if increase a challenge of managing waste and you know handling the huge production of plastic uh, it is still retaining the ethos of the consumer and the brand owners not to deviate from their targets on sustainability so that's how i see doctor in terms of the changes coming in the industry because of the covid-19 pandemic
1: that's great dr modak i think it's good to hear your learnings from from the effect of the pandemic on sustainability and and its effects so, you know in the same lines you know how do you envisage uh, say fmcg or uh, you know food and beverage brands looking at design for sustainability for their packaging format you know especially in this light of waste management and climate change and as you mentioned the impact which COVID has had on the packaging waste uh, from individuals as well.
2: Right. So, Aritya, if you look at the uh, situation before the pandemic, and gradually you must have observed that many of the brand owners are already where in fact, and still today, embarrassing design for sustainability and setting targets. Many of them, these they have set these targets, uh, you know, independently showing their commitment uh, in terms of sustainability and many packaging formats have already undergone changes uh, in the interest that they reduce the impact across the life cycle of packaging so these pledges and these targets continue to remain the same and you don't really see you know that uh, the brand owners have shifted uh, or delayed their targets but they're still maintaining those targets which is a ha- happy sign. In other words, sustainability is still looked at by the brand owners as an important you know, value co- contribution to position, position them in the market. If you look at the consumer's perspective also, which I'm sure the brand owners are recognizing, that you know, having gone through this uh, shock of COVID-19 pandemic, the interest from consumers is gradually shifting towards sustainable lifestyles we did go through i would use the word constrained lifestyles which is different from sustainable lifestyles but the messages were clear that you have to protect the environment you have to look after your own health and build your immunity so life in many ways is now getting more person-centric. And every individual is now looking at how can that individual protect its own well-being, but also realizing that we have to look at the environment, availability of resources, avoiding contamination of those resources over a long run. And I think the brand owners recognize that kind of a sentiment. And therefore, I would expect that design for sustainability will continue to play a role. And in fact, we may even see in a couple of years as a proposition for differentiating between the brand owners, you know, uh, to to get a lead in the market.
3: Very well articulated, Dr. Modak. Thank you for your insights on uh, the brand owners perspective. Uh, Moving on uh, in the discussion, uh, uh, as you may have observed, there has been a lot of uh, uh, sort of anti-plastics sentiment that is going on in the market and uh, people are looking at uh, alternatives for plastics to be used in packaging for example the e-commerce sector is uh, actively pursuing paper and paperboard packaging as an alternative to plastics but uh, in this uh, what would be called a a very rather knee-jerk kind of reaction uh, banning plastics and shifting to uh, paper and paperboard what would be your advice to uh, all stakeholders on uh, these strategic path or a very scientific methodology to be adopted so that these uh, alternatives can be evaluated in a very systematic way and then employed for long long-term benefits both from the from the manufacturer's point of view and also uh from the point of view of the consumers and the environment at large
2: right so you know this is something i think very important and i sometimes feel that you know organization like yours packaging 360 could play a a really a good role by bringing out a, I must say a white paper uh, to, you know, show the pros and cons of different alternatives. You know, traditionally, when it comes to packaging, we've been always looking at plastic and glass and paper as some of the major alternatives. uh, And there has been a continual debate. And in some cases, there are conclusions drawn is that glass is better, even in the COVID times, particularly, Or is paper better than uh, superior to packaging when it comes to the life cycle impacts? And I think that is where there are two things which we have to do is apply the rigor of life cycle assessment. And more importantly, while applying that rigor, where we actually essentially evaluate the material flow. And that material flow, we look at in terms of the impacts uh, in terms of use of those materials, sourcing of those materials. And managing the wastes at each stage of that life cycle. Now these impacts uh, are need to be quantified by putting the right scoping boundaries, because you know the conclusions really depend on how you apply that science. Uh, in, in in India particularly, where we have a huge role played of the by the informal sector, where data is extremely difficult to obtain, and even if what we obtain may not be reliable. I would say that while science is it has already evolved of life cycle assessment, we do need to collect a lot of primary data if we want to apply that science to come up to decisions, which alternatives is going to be better. And I think that's where, uh, you know, I would say uh, the difficulty lies. So therefore, when you get knee jerk reactions that, you know, let's move to paper, it's important, I, we call them as a policy level decisions or strategic level decisions they need to be drilled down and supported by real good data. And while science is understood to quite a large extent, it's a data, Dr. Ranga Prasad, which is a challenge to us. And that's when you may see decisions taken or science-based decisions taken in countries where their fogginess of data is much less. Like in Europe, for example, where the life cycle assessment is you know, heavily practiced for packaging, you would find challenges uh, in our case where we are really running short of data. Let me add here that because of the digitalization happening of the informal sector on waste processing, just to name some of the companies who are actively engaged, companies like Recycle in Hyderabad, you know, I'm finding that the wealth of data will start soon getting emerging and getting accessible to scientists who are involved into lifecycle assessment. My suggestion would be, do think of producing a white paper on this subject, bring a clarity to the audience, and I think this has to be done very carefully in a very balanced approach, not having a bias, and then make that white paper available for people to understand the implications of each of these alternatives, what we are talking about. Take agro residue as a raw material coming in for pa- packaging. It may appear to be an excellent area, but when we go into life cycle assessment, we may not be able to justify uh, whether that is going to be the option to be applied all through and through. The key point to note here is that there's nothing item A or alternative A is better than alternative B, absolutely. We need to really have a mix of these alternatives. And we therefore need a systems approach at which which article, which segment, even covering geographies, what type of packaging you can really call as a smart, sustainable packaging. I'm prefixing the term smart here, but that is very important that sustainability has to be looked at also from all the perspectives of economic and social, apart from environment. So I think that's the way to go. I would say the pandemic has given us that challenge to introspect on alternatives and but we need as i said earlier we need a, a very rigor, rigorous science-based application to to have a clarity what is going to be relevant and good for us
1: no thanks uh, dr modak i think that's really enlightening in terms of the you know viewpoints you've shared and the importance to have a balance in in the in the thought process right that's very important and you know uh, you mentioned that, you know, as Packaging 360, perhaps we need to look at creating a white paper. And honestly, it's been a privilege working with you for the past couple of years on on few projects. Uh, I would like to, you know, how how can we, you know, intensify how what we're doing along with EMC and as Packaging 360? And what advice would you have for us to kind of uh, take this to the next level?
2: Right. I think uh, Aditya, in many ways, while we are working together, we have been, you know, jointly working uh, to address uh, or address the challenge of communication on sustainable packaging to professionals. I'm talking here about converters and also the brand owners. Uh, in, in many ways, we have been doing this activity jointly and even building capacity, like recently what we held as a masterclass on sustainable packaging. But I think we got to probably shift our gears a bit at the same time and start preparing communiques to the civil society organizations and consumers i would say aditya that's where the challenge is where opinions are formed by people on on emotive basis on limited data like the whole idea that ban and you know uh, everything on plastics is bad so we probably need to now orient ourselves to how do we bring a better communication um, you know with the civil society ngos then also the community at large, and I will also add the research and academia, because they also need to uh, get into a little more practical perspective on sustainability. So let us work together to develop something like this in the form of campaign or you know, on your website, which is very rich with content, a, a, a window for uh, you know consumers, a window which is uh, explaining the consumer, a very balanced perspective on packaging, and uh, I think that kind of a direction, apart from continuing our work uh, to touch base with professionals and brand owners, I think that would be really the 360 degrees what you do, what your organization is about. Isn't it?
3: Yes, Dr. Modak, Thank you so much. And uh, for uh, opening a Pandora's box, so to say on the enormous uh, uh, opportunities that uh, lie for both our organization. And I'm sure uh, with the, uh, Core strengths of both the organization we will be able to serve the interests of the uh, packaging community at large um, uh, dr. Modak, you will agree that in all this you uh, know for example in uh, in, the, in Europe and the US many of these uh, so-called uh, game-changing uh, strategies succeed because there is a policy in place there is a framework in which uh, society as well as the industry are equal uh, stakeholders Uh, From that standpoint in India being a fragmented industry and so many uh, diverse uh, thoughts and processes uh, a a very systematic uh, policy framework and uh, guidelines are required to implement uh, uh, policies on uh, let's say how to uh, evolve to a sustainable framework and also transition smoothly to a circular economy involving all the stakeholders so that nobody is left out in this whole process whereas maintaining the balance of the industry protecting the interests of the consumer and in the environment at large uh, you've been interacting with and you've been uh, working closely with the ministries the various government agencies and regulators so what, do, how, do, how would you see the, or what is your expectation from Uh, these agencies uh, in the uh, for for the packaging uh, industry and also to uh, develop uh, sustainable
2: practices and transition to a circular economy i think you are really asked a very very important question and i just want to build on you know one of the statements you made about the fragmented situation and that is indeed the case today in our governance when it comes to addressing sustainability A year and a half ago, I was working closely with the Niti Ayog and nine ministries the government of India to come up with a national action plan on circular economy. And at that time, I realized that each ministry had a very interesting story to tell in terms of initiatives that they were taking, be it ministry of steel on the steel scrap side, or be it uh, ministry of water resources, which is promoting wastewater recycling, or you may find similar such examples in Ministry of Urban Affairs and Housing, where they are promoting green buildings. Now, if, if you looked at that spectrum, it does show that these ministries have definitely recognized to mainstream sustainability in their policies one way or another. But if you were to open up the, uh, you know, each ministry's agenda and the policy elements, you may even find that some of these uh, initiatives are uh, not supporting each other. Sometimes there are ambiguities and overlaps, and the opportunity of striking synergy is not being taken. So it is the situation where we have great musicians who are playing music, but we just don't have a good conductor. And that's why you not don't listen often to a sweet music, but you get noise in that process. I think that is a step which we have to do. And packaging is one example that indeed has an intersection with several key ministries that unless they come together and start talking, we won't be able to make an impact of the policies taken up front on the even the area, which is very important of packaging. To give you an example. Right from setting up, how do you promote sustainable packaging through procurement guidelines? Is the right first step. The Ministry of Finance today has a has a task force set up already on setting up uh, programs for sustainable public procurement. But then you know it has to really take packaging as one case in point, which is really today in huge quantities and huge consumption of materials and also a very large generation of waste. So procurement is one example. Ministry of Consumer Affairs, I know is already thinking about coming up with formats, uniform formats for packaging. I think that's another opportunity that we all have to work on. How can we arrive at uh, uniform formats? You know, it's very important policy decision. Recycled content in packaging, again, a very important area, where Ministry of Environment, Forest and Climate Change have to also come in. And if you therefore look at it, each of these ministries, what we are talking, they need to really sit together and come up with an overarching or an umbrella framework just to tackle and promote, let's say, the concept of sustainable packaging and make that throughout a value proposition. The vision should be that by default, any packaging has to be coming out of a deforest or default design for sustainability process or that kind of a thinking by default. And I think that's where we all have to head towards that there is nothing like a packaging, which is not sustainable and a packaging, which is sustainable. That's what I would call should be our vision. And to make that happen, we need that harmonization between the ministries to come together and then you know formulate such a plan at the national level
3: yeah very well articulated dr Modak. it was a very interesting session more than a real discussion it was more of a uh, insightful uh, knowledge gathering session for us as well and i'm sure uh, the industry uh, when this podcast will be released the industry and the other stakeholders will also benefit from the wisdom of your team. Uh, learning and experience in this uh, area of sustainability and uh, circular economy Uh, on behalf of packaging 360 we'd like to thank you for your time it was a pleasure interacting with you and i hope uh, uh, we will continue to work uh, in the capacities or in the uh, with the strengths that both the organizations have uh, for the larger interests of the uh, packaging stakeholders Uh, we value your uh, uh, insights on the various aspects that we touched upon in this conversation. Look forward to you. Thank you very much for this engaging session, Dr. Modan.
2: Thank you so much, Dr. Ranga Prasad and Aditya, for uh, you know inviting me to speak with you. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure that we will continue our cooperation further ahead. And uh, feel free uh, to reach us anytime. And that, you know, some of the ideas what we talked about, uh, you know, working through Package in 360. So thank you once again. Pleasure
1: being with you. Thank you, Dr. Modak. It's always a pleasure uh, interacting
0: and talking to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening in to the inaugural episode of Packaging Talks. Stay tuned for more interesting conversations and experience the revamped Packaging 360 website on packaging360.in. Do check out our LinkedIn page and Instagram profile for daily packaging industry updates.